Hey, Verse Course Versers. I'm Caroline David's daughter. Did you know that when you don't rate or review us, my daddy cries? Did you know that you could rate Verse Course Verse on Spotify too? Do you like the show? Yes, I do. <laughs> What's your least favorite part? The swearing. <laughs> There's too much swearing, huh? <laughs> Definitely. Please rate and review so my daddy can buy me shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
boy, are they awesome to have a podcast with. I should have known evil really dug deep enough to where he it sounds like he got through the shuffles to where he was listening to extra that's a hundred songs what do you how are you getting through a hundred songs evil how much are you listening to this dude take it easy you didn't have to listen to literally every song uh rachel too sounded almost frustrated with the amount of homework she had to do you're so dedicated i love it so much I love what each and every one of you had to say, how kind you were to one another, even though I know how you really feel about your varying opinions on music. It's very cool to see how open-minded everybody is. And then there's Sven, who, Sven, I love you. You're going to show up, you're going to do what you do, and that's, that's it. So what we're doing tonight is we're just talking about what we've been listening to over the time off. Well, that, and we are talking one more thing. You know what thing I'm talking about. Part three of my three-part series, my very half-assed three-part series of Get Back, the Beatles documentary. We've reached the end. We've reached the rooftop, if you will. And I'm going to talk about that. Not that much to talk about this time. Honestly, this was my least favorite part. But we'll get into that later. Overall, amazing documentary that I just loved. Uh, Nobody's had homework. Nobody's had any assignments. Nobody's had anything specific to do. We are recording our first season two episodes, Spend and I, in a little less than two weeks. So I have just started doing homework. Uh, Well... Okay, I started researching on our first two episodes a while back, but listening-wise, I've tried to keep it to starting this week. Uh, It's important for me, myself, to completely cleanse my palate before season two. But as you learned in the last episode from going through our 100 song playlists, if there's homework to be done, I'm going to do it. There is no off time for me. Great white, baby. Stop swimming. Die. That's all we're doing. In this episode. Before we get to that, let's get to the most important part of the night. What am I drinking? It is the evening. It is the first week of January. This whole new COVID thing is hitting hard, but you know, I'm triple vaxxed. Most of the people around me are triple vaxxed or boosted or whatever you want to call it. So everybody's dropping like flies, but it's head cold stuff. I don't know anybody that's been seriously hurt by COVID. Thank whatever you think. I hope everyone out there as well is safe. I think we've made it abundantly clear that we truly care about our fans. So I really do hope that each and every one of you are doing well out there. Anyway, back to what we're drinking tonight, what I'm drinking tonight. I'm drinking water. I am on a bit of a cleanse before season two because we all know what happens. And it's going to be worse in season two because drinking games. I'm in my studio. I'm staring at my left where I've already prepped shots that are going to be happening in season two. What I've done, I got a bunch of little cocktail filled chocolates, which I'm not a, I'm not a chocolate. Those aren't going to be yummy to me, but that's okay. Shots aren't supposed to be yummy. I've got a little sake bomb there and I've got a bunch of little whiskey and scotch single serve Uh, shooters, you know, the little teeny mini bottles that Rachel would put in her Starbucks. And then I've got a brand new, not even unscrewed yet bottle of Henny, but I'm drinking none of that. That's just, that's just teasing me in two weeks. This is what you're going to have to drink. I'm drinking water. I'm cleansing. I'm cleaning up. I'm, I really honestly am not a huge drinker in the first place, but when I do get after it, I get after it hard. You know, there is no stop button on me, which there just isn't. 
I'm staying a little bit healthy until I'm not, and that's just how I do things. Let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from everybody in the pod. We'll be right back. You can imitate everyone you know. Yeah, you can imitate everyone you know. I told you so. We are back. How you doing, everybody? I hope you're well. Let's start with Sven. Sven, what have you been listening to in the off season besides a couple songs that I know you have because I've been forcing you to? to work on some music stuff for the season. How's that for vague foreshadowing? Hey, verse chorus versers, it's Svend, yours truly. Um, in the off season, coming to you live from my basement where I am in the on season. Not much has changed. Good to be with you. So I'm sitting here drinking a... 10 Barrel Brewing Company, Pray for Pow, their winter stout offering for this year. It's pretty sweet. They've got a Pray for Snow. I think it's a winter ale that they put out every year. This is pretty cool, winter stout. I guess I've never had anything classified as a winter stout. This would make a good breakfast beer. I kind of wish it was brunch. It's about 10 o'clock at night, my time right now, but this is like a 10 a.m. biscuits and gravy, and it's got a little coffee note, toasty malty so yeah welcome to verse chorus verse the podcast where we review beer no i guess sipping on this wonderful stout and uh, i've been listening to a shit ton of dl's vocals and guitar yeah that's what i'm listening to in the off season uh why you may ask why am i listening to more dl well i i really can't tell you you're gonna have to freaking mind your own business until it's time for you to know. Ask DL. He'll tell you. Other than that, you know, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Dirty Loops. They have been something that's kind of, I don't know, I kind of return to every now and then. I think mostly because of their freaking phenomenal bass player, Henrik, Henrik Linder. Um, this guy plays a five-string or a six-string, I think, usually. He kind of has two that he swaps between. He slaps on his five-string, and he has a really cool slap technique. It's really similar to my slap technique. I kind of, yeah, I never had anyone teach me how to slap bass. So worked out my own way. And it turns out uh, I wasn't far off. Henrik has this really cool hammer on with his slap that I always, I don't know, I always thought it was like cheating. I did it because it sounded really cool. You could play a lot of things really fast and people would be like, whoa, made you sound like you were really, really good. That was like my little secret. Check this out, you know. And yeah, he legit like works it into grooves and stuff like all the time. Anyway, check out Dirty Loops. Not only that, like Corey Wong, his freaking vocals are nuts. If you like like pop music, funk music, and like a blend of jazz all with that, it's kind of all that. That might lead you down like a road to some snarky puppy, which I've also been listening to a bunch. Um, yeah, I've kind of been getting more into like funky jazzy shit lately, stuff that's a little more upbeat as far as tempo and percussion and rhythm, you know, something more lively. I've been looking for things like that 
but also like harmonically and something that kind of stretches chords and stretches harmonies almost to where you think it's something's going to break, you know, like something's not going to work. I love stuff like that. What else have I been listening to? <laughs> yeah, it kind of as a almost a reference track for some guitar stuff that I was mixing. I listened to a, a shit ton more Foo Fighters because if, if you're going to reference big fat guitars for something, I don't know. I, what I was working on was, was really similar, I think, as far as feel and the type of band. So yeah, I was listening to like all the way back, I guess, listen to Monkey Wrench a bunch and then listen to All My Life. That's the fucking song, All My Life. Because if you're going to, I don't know, something about, if you're going to try to get some inspiration for some Foo Fighter guitars, All My Life seems like a pretty awesome one. Oh, shit. You know, I think in the finale, I didn't have very high remarks, or I was downright unflattering to Mr. Eric Church. Yeah, I definitely didn't give Heart on Fire a great review. I know I gave it a pretty negative review. I'm trying to backpedal right now. I've actually been listening to it a bunch, and I think I, I, yeah, I may have a change of heart here. I'm going to have to circle back with an official review, but it's not bad. Sorry for whatever I said, Eric Church. Bunch of Zach Brown. I guess I always listen to a lot of Zach Brown when I can. I like that kind of country music right now. Not that I don't like classics. I play a lot of Hank Williams. I play a lot of Willie. Lee Penn Sky. That's someone who, he's a really cool dude. He's actually um, here in Boise, Idaho. Freaking awesome guy. And an amazing musician and songwriter. So he had a 2020 release, uh, Lean Into the Letter. And I've circled back to that one a bunch um, lately. I don't know. There's a couple on there, Not Your Carpenter and One in a Million. Those are, are a couple of tracks that are on like kind of my daily playlist uh, that I kind of have going through the whole day. But check it out. Oh, a bunch of 90s rap and 90s hip hop. Because... <laughs> Come on, who doesn't like binge listening to a bunch of 90s hip-hop? Old school, Biggie, Pac, some Public Enemy, Wu-Tang. You know who we need to talk about more sometime is Missy Elliott. I don't know that we... Bone Thug, yeah, you could probably hear, I don't know if you could hear that in the background, maybe not. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, every now and then I just get into like this mood. I need some like 90s even into like early 2000s rap i'll throw in dr dre's like chronic 2001 what else have i been into or up to Uh, i guess just making some music nothing i'm ready to talk about or nothing that can be yeah nothing you can go listen to but that's been kind of cool doing a lot of creating lately so probably focusing more on that than actually listening to stuff but yeah listening for inspiration whatever i'm working on is usually what's on my mind And I end up like dumping a bunch of those types of things into just the daily playlist. So I know I refer to my daily playlist a lot. Like I do just kind of uh, have a ever evolving playlist that is just the one that I hit play on. I'm constantly deleting and adding songs to it. And it's a private playlist. Maybe I should share it someday. I just dump gobs of songs on there. And then usually based on whatever I'm whatever I'm working on. And that's pretty much it, I guess. Yeah. Until next time, cheers and uh, happy new year. And uh, 
Cheers. And, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Stevie Wonder. I totally almost left you without talking about Stevie Wonder. I, yeah, just that I've been listening to a shit ton of it. I know we talked about Talking Book going way back to the beginning of season one, episode one. Um, like right now, yeah, just his whole catalog, I guess. I'm all over the place, but just everything Stevie. Everything from I Just Called to Sir Duke to Wish. I'm playing him in the truck when I'm driving to work, singing along with the kids. My son Noah's favorite song right now is Superstition, so we just, we're just we wearing that one out. Yeah, Stevie. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't think he comes up. I, in certain circles, people can't stop talking about Stevie Wonder and what an influence he was to their music. But like I think just in general, we don't talk about how much of a huge impact Stevie Wonder had. I don't want to just say like pop and soul and gospel music but like just in general music the guy was the harmonies (laughs) like i said i've been going i've been i've been really into things that um interesting harmonies and interesting chord progressions and structures the way people build and stevie wonders amazing the way he can weave a melody through these chords or or just find voicings that are i just feel like i have a lot to learn anyway stevie wonder i can't believe i went this whole time without thinking about stevie um yeah so that's it yes yeah yeah good jobs fend those are some interesting things that you are currently listening to in your off time that's probably not off time i have nothing to add because I don't know what Sven was listening to. I'm not. I'm just going to plug it in, edit it. I'm recording this all before I get the stuff from Rachel Evil and Sven. So I'm going to edit it, plug it in, pretend like it's this nice big conversation. Look, off season for a reason. Without taking a break, let's skip right over to Evil. Evil, what have you been doing in the off season, man? Hello, everybody. It's Evil Jimmy. Once again, here in the upside down, the in-between, the break between our 2021 season and the beginning, the official beginning of 2022, verse, chorus, verse. And we're talking today about what are we listening to during this, in quotes, time off. And I'm going to take time I have here to address the elephant in the room this time of year, and that is one of my favorite things about the holidays and it's Christmas music. Yes, oh yes, I love myself some Christmas music. But before we get to that, let's talk about the most important part of the session. What am I drinking? Well, I'm day drinking today. I'm recording this in the afternoon, but I poured myself something from one of my Christmas gifts. It is a glass of Michter's American Whiskey. One of, if not my favorite whiskey of all time. It's gotta be at least top three. It is ungettable in the great state of Idaho currently, so I have to order it, but it's so worth it. It's a bourbon, but that's you can't be called a bourbon because it's aged in used oak casks, but man, it's so good. It's Michter's American Whiskey. If you like bourbon, if you like Buffalo Trace 
or the Four Roses stuff or Blanton's or anything of that flavor profile, you will love this stuff. So I'm sucking down some of that. I might have another glass after this. So let's talk about Christmas music. I pretty much exclusively listen to Christmas music from Thanksgiving until Christmas. It's one of my favorite things. I grew up with it. I was in choir. We always did carols. It's just in my soul. I know I'm the evil one, the rock metal guy, but I love Christmas music. And I will fight you if you don't. Or if you tell me that it's bad to do that. I don't whatever. What is my favorite Christmas music? I like it all. Um, but what I've found is this year we at home just kind of have it playing over the Sonos through Spotify and two Spotify playlists and their official Spotify playlists are the ones that dominated. And it is the Christmas Classics Spotify playlist and a Merry Lo-Fi Christmas Spotify playlist. Those two are great. The classics are probably my favorite Christmas music to listen to. I like the Andy Williams stuff, you know, Bing Crosby, stuff from the 50s and 60s. Perry Como, Nat King Cole, Burl Ives, Sinatra, of course. Jingle Bell Rock is one of the all-time great Christmas carols. I guess it's not a carol. Christmas songs, I guess. Pop Christmas songs. Brenda Lee, uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. I like that old rock and roll style Christmas stuff. I think she was like 12 or 13 when she recorded that, but listen to it. Her voice is, is phenomenal. It's so good. But since I am also the rock and metal purist of the group, I wanted to bring at least a couple of things in those two veins for you guys to check out. So let's start with the rock. Some of the Christmas music I've been listening to for a number of years is by an instrumental band called Los Straight Jackets, who play 50s, 60s surfer style rock music. They dress up like those luchadores, you know, Mexican pro wrestlers, they wear those masks and play the surfer rock, like Dick Dale kind of surfer rock stuff. They're, they're super fun if you haven't seen before. And they have a couple of Christmas albums out there. They have a full-length album uh, released, I don't know, maybe 2009-ish, called Tis the Season for Low Straight Jackets. So check that one out. And then they did an EP called Yuletide Beat, also really good. And new to me this year, uh, they did a, a live album called The Quality Holiday Review. So check out Low Straight Jackets. Look up their regular stuff. They're a fun band. And then in the metal vein, August Burns Red has put out Christmas music for a number of years. They have a, a full-length album. August Burns Red presents Sledden Hill, a holiday album. That has some great tracks on it, including an original piece called Flurries. That is the album opener that's great. Metalcore-ish and holiday music, all wrapped in one. They're great musicians. It's recorded really well. It's super fun. I don't listen to it a ton, but it's kind of like if I want to rock out and it's holiday season, that's my go-to throughout the years as well. And one of the funniest ones, I think it was in 2020, they put out a cover of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas just Google August Burns Red, All I Want for Christmas, and check out the album cover because it's one of the members of the band posing like all sexily like Mariah Carey, which is super funny. That's what I've been listening to for the most part. I'm starting to get back into the groove. I mean, Christmas is over now. That's another thing. I listen to Christmas music literally from Thanksgiving, sometimes even starting before, 
through Christmas, and then there's like this hard cutoff, and you can't listen to it anymore. It's just it's not socially acceptable. So I'm I'm going to try to propagate the message that you can listen to Christmas music anytime you want. But let's start by just saying you can listen to it through the new year, and then maybe it's time to chill out for a while. But the holidays, New Year's a holiday. I feel like you should be able to experience the joy and the uplifting nature of Christmas carols and Christmas music through the entire holidays. I hate it when Christmas comes, you have to turn it off, and then feels like it's time to take down the Christmas decorations and all the fun and joy and excitement's over. It's almost like having a breakup, you know, that melancholy feeling. So I'm going to make it my... No, I'm not going to go that far. Just listen to Christmas music if you want to, beyond the holidays. Listen to it in July if you feel like it. Next time, I'm going to try to get back into the groove of listening to regular music, non-Christmas music, and I'm going to maybe go back and revisit some of the rock and metal classics. I've spent the entire year, or most of the year, listening to stuff for the podcast on and off, so I'm going to try to reconnect with stuff other than Unearth and Van Halen outside of the podcast vein. And I think next episode, we'll get to some of that. So happy holidays, everybody. God, you're probably listening to this way after the holidays. Oh, well, uh, after all that hubbub about being able to listen to Christmas music as long as you want, happy holidays. It's holidays whenever you want it to be. Cheers, and we love you. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Evil, I can't believe you've been listening to Unearth. That's so weird, bro. I can dig it. I tell you what, Evil, there are some things that we talked about for season two that I'm, I've been listening to a little bit, getting ready for. I'm quite excited. We've gone through Sven. We've gone through Evil. It's time for some pop bangers. We're going to take a quick break, and then we come back. Rachel is going to take it away. So I really feel like a disc jockey right now. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and Rachel's going to take it away. You know, I've never tried to do a Casey Casey. I'm Casey Casey. And what was next on the list? It was Rachel calling in to say, hey, I need a pop banger. Do you have one for me, Rachel? This one's for you. No, that's terrible. I cannot do Casey Kasem. That's for damn sure. <laughs> All right. Yes. You can celebrate anything you want. Oh, I, 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 I do roll hey everybody, it's Rachel. You can I'm drunk already. This is going to be a good time. Let's get to the first part of the important drunk part of the night. Drinking. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, Dad. I am drinking a margarita. Which is very different for me, as I don't drink margaritas terribly often. It's little Mrs. T and T, Mr. and Mrs. T, Mrs. and Mr. T. It's from Walmart. And then a little bit of my friend Evil's tequila espalón that he recommended, tequila blanco. It's muy bueno, and honestly, the bottle's half gone. I think it's about time that I was a little intoxicated anyway. We can't save all of that for Svend and the boys. Let's get to it. What have I been doing in my off time? So musically, we've been told this is your off time. Do what you want. Listen to what you want. But in the back of David's head, I really think that maybe he still wants us to study. So I've kind of still been studying a little bit. I did take a little bit of time off 
with kind of actually not really any music at all, just kind of time for my thoughts, which is super dangerous. But when I have been listening to music, I've been studying a little bit, a little bit of the oops, I maybe I'm not supposed to say that. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I drank too fast and then I ran around the house trying to lock up the dogs and I think that the running pumped the alcohol through my body because <laughs> blood pumping and then the alcohol hits the blood and then it's faster. I love you. Let's move on. Outside of studying music around the Christmas time, I listen to a lot of VeggieTales Christmas album because... I have a kid and he loves VeggieTales. He's obsessed with Christmas. And so God help me if there's not going to be 30,000 VeggieTales Christmas songs on next year's Wrapped, I can pretty much guarantee that that's going to happen. We were asked to listen to each other's playlists. So the other boys' playlists I've been listening to. And honestly, Spence is just amazing. So kind of listening to that a little bit more than the other boys. Not that I don't love Unearth or Mogwai or the other band with the head on the album. There's like pearls or netting or something. He loves it so much. I should listen to that. Podcasts, though, I have been catching up on some podcasts. I've talked about Not So Molly Mormon before. Listening to that a little bit, I spent a day right before Christmas wrapping presents and just casually listening to that. And honestly, there's a couple episodes where there's just a bunch of really interesting history. So that is super entertaining for me because I do love history. I also read books. I have an English degree and it's in our nature to read books. And you're not supposed to have so many books because what's her face? Who's the lady? Kondo. Marie Kondo. She's like, you should only have 30 books. And I'm like, that's not enough books. I want more books than 30 books. Maybe they don't want to be on the bookshelf. Maybe they want to be more accessible on my nightstand to be accessed, assessed, accessed, accessed. I have an English degree. What else? Bookmarks. So I'm actually in the process of making a really dope bookmark. I got out some watercolor pencils. So the bookmark, it's like a bookshelf. There's like books on the bookshelf. The books are blank. And then as you read a book, during the year, you just write it in. Then at the end of the year, you have a bookshelf with all the books that you read during the year. It's just a really fun idea. So I'm doing that. I don't know, David, you're texting me. Hold on. I love bookmarks. I don't understand people that fold the pages, then the book's ruined forever. And I also can't like open the book too wide because then the binding's all messed up. And it's like, if your book's super old, then maybe it opens up a little bit more. But if it's new, then it doesn't. And so many books are paperback. And then it just kind of like ruins the cover. I only made one margarita, but I drink it really fast. I've been rewatching Vanderpump Rules, which is just kind of amazing if you're super into like the Real Housewives. Because it's like one of the Real Housewives, but it's like the restaurant she owns. So it's like all of the wait staff that works there and they're just like with each other and yelling at each other and it's just drama at its very best it's just like some people keep on like Hardcore, just like re watching the background stuff. It's just a quality TV show. It's 
a quality TV show. I'm not sure why I said that. It's garbage. It's human garbage acting on television. It's so bad. What else? Um, the Grammys were canceled. Fucking COVID, am I right? I'm really sad about that. So I don't know how those rock stars are going to keep going without their statues. I don't know what their motivation is going to be if they're not awarded and set up for competition against all of their peers. At my work, if I wasn't set up in like an octagonal cage every year against all of my coworkers to fight to the death, I would feel like I'm not really fulfilling my job role. So while I was making my marg, I turned on swimming pools, parentheticals, drank by Kendrick Lamar, because sometimes I like to listen to fairly recent rap while I make drinks because it just makes me feel more dangerous. Drinking is dangerous because I live in eastern Idaho and it's illegal, but also like listening to rap is like makes me feel hard. I listened to a little Billy Idol the other day because David, you said something about something and I said, it's a nice day for a white wedding. And so then I listened to white wedding because it slaps. The Mothball Prophecies, which is actually another podcast that my friend co-hosts. It's about antiques and things. It's great. And they actually have really great merchandise too, outside of just being a dope ass podcast. I just listened to a spa music playlist because I was doing spa stuff. I love the show Nashville. They write music, obviously, but like legit songwriters. And the music on the show is very good. Like I've been really impressed. And the singing on the show is really, really decent. 99% of it is the actual actors singing, which I know if you're an actor, you want to have lots of talent. So some of them can like ride horses and sing and dance and whatever. It's pretty, pretty good. I forget what I was listening to on Spotify. Tyler Childers popped up and I was like, this is really, really good. And so I sent my friend Sven a message and I said, Sven, I really feel like you would be into this. And he's like, brah, been there. I got it. It's fantastic. High five. Good job finding that. Sven is a genius and he has the best taste in music out of everyone ever. A little below that, we have a little Led Zeppelin. I think I was doing a comparative analysis with Led Zeppelin and Greta Van Fleet because the boys were like, they're exactly the same. Blah, blah, blah. Greta Van Fleet is a carbon copy of Led Zeppelin. Obviously, Led Zeppelin came first. They're amazing. Greta Van Fleet sounds very similar, but they're so good. I just lost some salt off my margarita. The Chicks, I listened to a little bit. Fantastic. Great, great, great. And finally, at the end of my search is the greatest singer in all of the world, Celine Dion. She's so talented. I think I was trying to revisit some of her older stuff to kind of compare and contrast. I feel like there was an empty spot for me with Celine Dion because I started listening, you know, when she was already like 15 albums of her 300 albums deep. Okay, ladies, gentlemen, I think it's time for me to go pass out. I feel like I've actually maybe sobered up. Maybe I've sweat out a little bit of my alcohol. Maybe I should make another mark. Or maybe I can just go a little low carb and just do some tequila shots. And I feel like that would make my three best friends really proud of me. This has been real fun. Miss you guys. Super excited to come back. I want to hang out with my friends. I feel like I'm not getting a vacation and I'm getting punished instead. Have a good night. I don't think Rachel listens to that much music in her off time. In her, her leisure time, I should say. 
It seems like she's much more of a project with her kid or TV person. I'm going to say TV person. Is that calling? Is that putting on blast? Is it putting somebody on blast to say they watch a lot of TV? I don't think it is. I think it's the opposite because you know what's fucking annoying is the, the uh, oh, I just don't, I just don't watch TV. If that's in your daily sentences, because I, I mean, there are a couple of people that say that to me a lot that are in my daily life uh, that I, I'm sure don't listen to this podcast because they just don't have time. They don't have time for podcasts or watching TV. They're so successful. Hey, fuck you, man. Okay, you watch TV, all right? Everybody watches TV. There's my That's my soapbox for the day. Who would have thought? I didn't think that I had one. Apparently, I have one. What have I been listening to during the off time? First of all, I've been completely trying to restructure my workout play. At the beginning of every year, I build a big jogging playlist, so I run marathons, or at least I used to run marathons and ultra marathons. I haven't in years because of COVID and life and work and blah, blah, blah. But when I would pick a race, I would build a new playlist, a new, you know, jogging playlist or workout playlist or whatever you want to call it. Since I hadn't done a race in like two or three years, I hadn't changed my playlist. I just kept adding on to this playlist I already had. I've built a new playlist and I've been listening to it. One of the things that I have been listening to, I'm glad because we talked about how we're going to, in season two, do episodes where the second to last episode, or third to last episode, probably from now on in the year, we're going to look back on the last season on our top picks and worst picks and see what changed if if our minds changed. You know what I've been listening to that I think I might have been wrong about in the What Did We Miss in 2021? We very briefly went over Jerry Cantrell's solo album, Brighton. And I was the most negative one on it. I said that I didn't like it. It's not heavy enough for Jerry. And it wasn't just that it's not heavy enough. It's just kind of boring Americana rock. I stand by the fact that what I said in that episode, what I liked about that album is just sitting there listening to it. It's boring. But if I was walking down the street, if I was in, that's what I said. If I was in Nashville, I was walking down the street in Nashville and I heard this band coming out of a door, I would walk right in. I would listen to it all night. I would get drunk as fuck and just be so, so happy. But other than that, I wrote it off. The title song in the album Brighton became an earworm for me, and I have not been able to stop listening to it, which bled into the rest of the album. And it was one, I think that Brighton by Jerry Cantrell is one of those albums for me where you, you really don't like it. You put it on the shelf and then a month later, a song just won't leave your head and you can't stop listening to it. And then all of a sudden there's another song on there. And you know, now you've got two songs on the album that you're really digging. And before you know it, half the album, you're just, you love, I can name a lot of albums that I've done that with, but I think that that album has done that for me. So I have been listening to a lot of Jerry Cantrell, which will always bleed into listening to Alice in Chains. I will always listen to a bit of Alice in Chains here and there. And as I talked about in the last episode, hearing Let Me Drown by Soundgarden on Evil's playlist got me not back into, I'm never not into Soundgarden, but I hadn't listened to Soundgarden. So I have been listening to a bit of Soundgarden. There's a weird thing for me now that I'm doing a podcast. It's kind of weird because there are bands that I don't want to overload on. 
a band like Soundgarden, I know that we're going to cover a lot. We're going to dissect each album that Soundgarden came out with. We're going to dissect the whole band. There's going to be years where those albums are going to be in there. So on a year like this year where I don't know if we're going to cover it or not, there's this stupid thing in my head that's, well, don't start listening to a bunch of Soundgarden because what happens if in two months you have to listen to them for two straight weeks? that little stupid spiel is just a teeny bit of insight on what I go through in my own head every day. It's exhausting. A little bit of Soundgarden, Jerry Cantrell, the old grunge stuff, you know, back into my life. It will always be there. Also, Ghost Evil had spotted on the finale, Hunter's Moon, which was just a single. They're probably going to come out with an album in 2022, I'd guess. But for now, that's just a single. I hadn't heard it. I love it. It's one of the first three songs I put on my new workout list that I was talking about. That's a great song. It's so Ghost, and it's so exactly what Evil said on the finale. Ghost is such a... When they are on, on, their songs that are great, I will listen to a thousand times. I love them. They're perfect rock songs. But the problem with Ghost is for every amazing song, there's like three pretty bad ones. So I have been listening to Ghost. Hunter's Moon got me to go back. Rats. Rats. And uh, what was the other one that they did that got really big? Are you on the square? Uh, Square Hammer. Yeah. So I've been listening to a little bit of Ghost. I have no idea why it popped into my head, but I've also been listening to a little more hip hop. I've been listening to Tyler, the creator again, who was one of my top five favorite albums in the finale. And I stick by that. I love that freaking album. I have been listening to that still. So that has really stuck with me. There is a hip hop artist called Jadania that I am really into. If you like a more prominent beats, check out his song, Long Live the Chief. That song is such an amazing workout song. I'm sure we'll touch on that more. So you can see a lot of my listening music-wise has been pieced around specific Get Pumped songs. The only kind of casual light stuff I've been listening to are A, Jerry Cantrell, and B, of course, thanks to Get Back, the friggin' Beatles. I have found new life with the Beatles. Not new life, that's stupid. I, I always love the Beatles, but... Get Back got me to, I've just had a hankering for the Beatles. And so I've been listening to a ton of obviously Let It Be and all the other Beatles albums. I've I've just been listening to a lot of Beatles. That's it. And I'll listen to them again and again and again, and I'll never get sick of it. But as far as music, that's it. I'm really still taking breaks. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I don't know if any of you ever listened to the podcast, How Did This Get Made?, It is fun. If you have a buddy or a significant other or something, there is a podcast called How Did This Get Made, which is made by the bald guy named Andre from The League and his wife, who his wife is a comedian actress that was also on The League. She was on New Girl. She's fucking hilarious. I love her. And then the guy from the league that plays Rafi, if you see his face, you automatically know he's one of the funniest people on the planet right now. And I'm sorry, Jason Manzukis, that's his name. 
they have a podcast called How Did This Get Made where they watch these terrible, terrible movies and then they have a pod episode about it. And it's so fun to watch the movie and then listen to the pod. Because it is. It's kind of like listening to an album and then come and listening to this podcast. It's like having an extra three friends talking about how insane this fucking thing was. It's a great podcast. I've been catching up on that. I've been still listening to all my sports crap as I do, you know, Bill Simmons, Ryan Asillo. But I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I've been watching a lot of shows. I have been watching really dumb stuff. This guy on YouTube that goes and survives in Australia for three days. Kind of like a more relaxed, not fake Bear grills, sommelier stuff on YouTube and... And I've been re-watching The Office. Uh, not a lot of music stuff, to be honest. I just, everybody needs a break now and then. Right now is mine. And that's really all I got for this episode. Sorry, I don't have that much enlightening to say. Hopefully this suffices. You only got a couple more weeks, right? Until season two. And I'm telling you, we are coming out the gates with a bang on season two. Episode one is about an album that every single person listening to this has heard of, has heard songs from, knows words to, knows videos from, knows at least one story behind, knows the artist front and back, lots of things about the artist. Yes, it is a big album. So that's about it. I think for uh, what we've been listening to before we get into Get Back, I am just going to add one more little note at the end of this because after listening to this recording of Sven, Rachel, Evil, my my three besties, I just miss them. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know what it was about editing this one specifically, but I cannot wait. I've got about a week and a day until I get to sit down with Sven and a drink and talk about a very, very talkable album. And then the next week I get to talk about a very, very talkable musical subject with all of them. And I'm excited. I miss them a lot. They all bring incredibly great things to the table. And I feel very grateful to have them. That's about it. Let's talk about the Beatles, who I am even more grateful to have. Back part three. This is the end, my friends. For those of you that have watched the whole thing, I mean, do I really have to say anything about any spoilers? This is the Beatles. If you know their story, you know their story. If you don't, you don't. I don't think that's going to change, right? To be honest, I don't have all that much to say about this part that I didn't already say in all the last ones because there really wasn't much more added in the third part. It was weird that... I think the third part was my least favorite one, even though the concert was there. And I think it's because it had most of the stuff in it that I already had seen and knew. You know, I'd seen all the concert footage and I do remember a lot of this footage from that original documentary. It was interesting. I had always thought that the rooftop concert had been shut down 
by the cops. They even say a line about it at the end. I think it's Ringo or George, it's George that says we can just edit it to make it look like the cops made us stop and we came down here to finish. So I thought that was interesting being able to see all the cuts of get back and I've got a feeling that sort of thing. Let it be is just, I like this album even more now. I always thought it was an underrated Beatles album. I like it even more. You know, I'm not going to go into their albums. We'll be dissecting all of them and stuff. But there were some cool parts in this. I did really enjoy seeing, you know, George helping Ringo write Octopus's Garden was really cool. After that, a lot of the days moving up, you know, especially the day where the kids were there. I think it was Linda's kid. I don't I don't remember who was there and all that. It just they really didn't have the vibe that day. I don't know if they didn't have the vibe that day because it was just that day. Or if they had just started getting... The third episode was when you could really start to feel like they were reaching the end of their rope with each other. Paul was slowly turning into Paul. The Paul that we know that is very, you're playing your part wrong. This is the part that you should be playing. Every time he did that, particularly Lennon would just inch back. He'd lose interest by an aota. And every time it happened, he'd just lose more and more interest. There also, this was the point in time where I really do think Paul wrote songs without them and decided they were Beatles songs. You you watch them do The Long and Winding Road, which is honestly a song that I've never really liked. And I don't think that's a Beatles song. I think that's a Paul song. And you can see, I felt kind of vindicated in thinking that because if you watch them recording it, John doesn't fucking like that song. He is completely out of it the entire time. I think that's the one where Ringo is asleep, literally asleep at his drum set while they're rehearsing it. And that's the sort of stuff that I just didn't like uh, towards the end. And, you know, that's it's more of a wing song than it is a Beatles song. I did really like if they broke into even more stand. They play so many old rock and roll standards. I love that. It reminds me of being in a band and playing, you know, we'd be pumping one song, trying it over and over, practicing, practicing, practicing. And then all of a sudden you find yourself going insane. So you take a break into, you know, for them, it was blue suede shoes and things like that. For us, you know, people my age, it was Nirvana or Everclear or something like that. That was really fun. But the same thing I talked about in episode two is the biggest thing that I noticed on this one, which is just how hard they worked at their songs. It continues. I take comfort in how hard they worked to reach the sort of perfection of a bound that they reached. It wasn't some easy thing just because they're Paul and John and George and Ringo. They worked their asses off for it. I thought it was really cool that Alan Parsons made, you know, they had a little 20 second cameo from Alan Parsons. Another thing where they kept playing that I thought was really weird to just, and trippy reminded me of being younger again is they not having tuning machines is all of a sudden they just find themselves out of tune and you'd have to tune it, you know, the good old-fashioned way or give me an E sort of thing. But this was the point in their career where they were jaded, they were stoned, they were rushed. Everybody was rushing them. Why? It's the Beatles. Why are you rushing them? Why do you have to have these deadlines to get done? Why does it have? To, why does this concert have to happen in three weeks? And I get it. I get that for some people with the lives that they are and the people that they are, you just kind of have to say, look, you've got three weeks to do this. You can't give a half year because you know what they'll do? They'll wait for five months and a week and they'll do it in the last three weeks. I get that. 
But I just feel like with the Beatles, towards the end, they were just, you know, what do we do? Do we just go to the rooftop? Do we just play six songs? You know, we wanted to have 14. Like, just, why don't you just put it off for two more weeks? Uh, That's more of where the Beatles just didn't care anymore. You know, Ringo had a movie to do. In the end for this one, my biggest takeaways are, number one, the thing that I love the most, because I do, you know, Lennon is always going to be my favorite Beatle, just is. I love them all. Uh, in fact, I, you know, I even like Paul a little more now after this one, but I do, I like all of them. I'm not, you know, I don't have a dislike. I really fucking love Ringo, and this one only made me, but what I loved as a John lover is Paul, they had this conversation right before the rooftop concert where Paul is talking about John, you know, because the whole time John does like three serious takes, do the whole fucking thing. He just doesn't have it in him. He just doesn't give a shit. And Paul has this conversation that that's John. This is who's John is. But you know what? When that take happens, when that take that matters cuts, he's going to be there and it's going to be perfect. And then they get to the rooftop concert and they start playing the John Heavy songs. I've Got a Feeling and Dig a Pony. And every single one, there's the little subtext on the bottom. This is the cut that they used on Let It Be. Paul was exactly right. When it came to the actual concert part that John thought they were doing all the songs for right there, he was perfect. He was amazing. Other than that, the only other thing that I took away from this and I do think it's really cool, is that where the first documentary was the the Beatles broke up because they were just fucking sick of each other. I don't, man, you look at the end of this and they're playing, they're having fun together, they're listening to their music, they're loving it. I don't think that they were sick of each other. I think they were sick of the whole thing. I think they were sick of being famous and being the Beatles because of the media, not because of each other. John's very, very visual disdain for the cameras and the other people in the room. It saturates the whole entire documentary. And Paul is either really, really amazing at ignoring it or he likes it. I can't tell which one. It really just seemed like they were done. George was done being the third writer in a band. John was done with the way that the Beatles had to be because of how famous they were. And Ringo was just there for the ride. Paul was going to be writing as a head of a band anywhere, no matter what. And that's what he kept doing. That's what he's doing till this day. So that's get back. I do still want to hear what y'all think. Some insights that I haven't thought of that maybe you have my fellow Beatleites, my fellow Beatle maniards. Versecourseverse.com at pod. We are going to try to pump hard this year for rating and reviewing because at the end of the year, we were told that our numbers were pretty incredible for a first season podcast, but that our rating and reviewings are really bad for such numbers. So we're going to keep pumping that. Please rate and review us when you can. The other thing is our downloads. We have a lot of people that listen that don't download. Probably about less than 30% actually download them, and that helps us too. So if you listen to us, will you download the episodes, please? Yeah. Sorry. I hate uh, I hate peddling, but, you know, got to do what you got to do. Join us next week. Uh, our last bonus episode. Bonus episode four. Good night and good luck.
hate everything you see Yeah, you can indicate everything you see Any boat you row, oh, you can syndicate any boat you row.